welcome to the Now You Know Akron podcast, brought to you by the journalists of BeaconJournal.com. Each week, they will share their expertise on Akron and Summit County. Now, here's your host, Craig Webb. Thanks for joining us for the Now You Know Akron podcast. I'm your host, Craig Webb. In this podcast, we'll be having a discussion about LeBron James and his foundation's I Promise program. The Akron-born NBA superstar started his charitable work with Akron school kids back in 2011 with a goal to keep them in school and on a path towards a college degree. These third graders are now graduating, and we sit down with one of the students and one of the I Promise counselors who walk side by side with her. But first, here's three things you should know from recent headlines on BeaconJournal.com. One year has passed since the murder of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. Americans and leaders in the Akron area continue to demand changes to how police departments function and treat communities of color. Floyd's death sparked what some have described as the largest civil rights protest in United States history and ushered in a fundamental shift in public discourse around policing and racial equality in the Akron area and also nationwide. We reached out to some of these leaders to see what, if any, change they have seen since the protests here one year ago. It seems that Reverend Ernest Ainsley, who often predicted the end of times, were near but never had a formal plan for his multi-million dollar ministry empire should he die. Ainsley died May 7th at the age of 99, and the future of the empire he built, including the Grace Cathedral in Cuyahoga Falls, along with an international online fundraising and mission operation, and along with television broadcasting company, remains unclear. Now church officials are working to plot out a new strategy and future for the ministry. Health officials continue to watch cautiously as restrictions are being dropped as the number of serious cases of COVID-19 are becoming less and less common at Akron area hospitals. There were just 38 infected patients admitted a recent Friday at the Summit County Hospitals. This was a new low for the year. This comes as Ease Federal Centers for Disease Control Guidelines and expiring health orders mean fewer people will wear masks and many types of gatherings that were once banned will resume in the coming week. For more on these stories and other articles, be sure to visit BeaconJournal.com or our various apps. You can even purchase a print version of our newspaper at various retail outlets. In 2011, the Ron James Foundation welcomed its first class of third grade students from across Akron Public Schools into its I Promise program with the goal of increasing the graduation rate in the school district. Among those third graders with Cheyenne Cunningham, who is with us today, these third graders received bikes and laptops to start, assumed were surrounded by extra support like summer camps that also helped improve academics, after school programs, and in many cases, connections for their families to housing, food, and job training. I believe this may have included a trip or two to Cedar Point. Now those first third graders and Cheyenne are graduating. In the last 10 years, the foundation has also created the I Promise School. It has converted the former Tangier restaurant and lounge into a meeting and activity space for its students and families, and has added its own housing complex. The foundation has also partnered with Kent State University and also the University of Akron, which are offering full-ride scholarships to the foundation's students if they maintain a 3.0 grade point average and complete 120 hours of community service in high school. With us today to talk about the first class of 169 students who are graduating from the program is Tony Montgomery, 
the foundation's director of strategy, culture, and operations, who closely works with their oldest students and their families. Also joining us is the soon-to-graduate Cheyenne and Jennifer Pinulay, the Beacon Journal's education reporter who's covered the foundation. So I welcome everybody. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. First, let's start with Cheyenne. Um, first, congratulations to graduation, soon to be, hopefully, and also your choice of college, Kent State. And I'm not just saying that because I graduated from there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I am saying it because I graduated from there, but I am a, a golden flash myself. So so congratulations, and, and are you ready to go, or are you kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'm not ready for adulthood yet? Thank you. I am super excited to go because I was just taking my first couple of classes of college, and I absolutely loved it. I felt independent, and I didn't feel like I had to depend on a public school system. I could just do what I wanted and prepare myself, so I'm super excited for college. Have you picked a major yet? I mean, that's always one of the awkward questions. And once you graduate, like, what are you going to do when you grow up already? So I'm very headstrong on this major. I want to go for nursing. I want to be a RN, BSN for labor and delivery and postpartum. Jennifer, do you want to join in? Yeah, absolutely. So, Tony, tell us about the early days of the foundation. I know you've been there about six years, and these kids started ten years ago. You know, but you've 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 watched them grow up. You know, and what was what was the sort of first iteration of this program? What was it designed to do? What was the vision for these students in this that first grade class, or sorry, that first third grade class? Yeah, so our third graders, when we got them ten years ago. Um, the goal was originally just to build a relationship with them, um, listening to Ron and our ultimate goal of improving that graduation rate, but doing a little bit deeper research and understanding that that starts as early as third grade. And so when we got these students in third grade, we really just wanted to lean into what did they need at that time and just learning from them. We started off with um, a few different events and just programs to kind of develop those relationships with them. We do um, some after-school programming and hanging out with them over the summer and just really um, trying to develop our relationship with the students and the families and understanding what they needed. And we learned very quickly that each student's um, needs were very different. Um, but one thing that was consistent among all of our students was that um, our relationship with them and the support that we were able to provide them by being family and saying, no matter what's going on, we're going to be there and we're going to walk with you side by side and figure out what we can do as a family to help you guys get to that end goal was sort of where the genesis of like, what you see now um, from our program was just leaning into what do these families need and how can we support them on that individual basis. Yeah, talk about too. You know, th this is a group of kids who, you know, graduation maybe wasn't a given. You know, how, talk about how they were chosen. You know, back in 2011, and then it, it's the same process, if I'm not mistaken, that you use today to identify students who are, who are asked to be part of the program. Yes, yeah, so that's all a lottery system. We work closely with Akron Public Schools, and they identify um, the criteria that our students need to meet to be eligible to be entered into our program. So um, we work with them, and they pull that lottery of students. And um, now moving forward, we pull 120 
students who fit that criteria. We invite them to be a part of our program, and we kind of talk to them about what does it mean to be a part of the LeBron James Family Faith Foundation and what does it mean to be a part of this We Are Family philosophy and really just getting that first initial interaction with those families the way that we do where we bring them together, we feed them, and then we have some really deep conversations. We learned that over the years that that's the way to start a relationship. Um, We're very big on breaking bread with each other, and we think that all the conversations happen over a meal. Yeah, but these what they have in common though, right? With their their reading scores. Yeah. So talk, talk about why you know why why were you targeting this group, and you know what what is how do they have to qualify with their with their reading scores, um, and you know what is it about that that's telling you that they might need intervention in order to reach graduation. Yeah. So when doing just doing the research um, back in those years, we were really focusing on um, what are some indicators for students potentially not graduating from high school, and we identified that reading was a huge component in that, and so part of some of those criteria identified was that our students were reading in um, below the 25th percentile in the district, and so that was a key indicator for us that there was intervention needed, and that's how we pull and identify our students um, to this day. And Cheyenne, you know, you know, you and I talked about some early struggles that you had as a student. Can you tell us about what happened in your, you know, before you were part of the I Promise program in your, your early elementary years? I failed first grade. So I had to retake it because I wasn't comprehending like all the other kids and I couldn't focus on reading. I found out that it's not really IEP, but I had a speech impediment. I couldn't read and I needed glasses. So all those threes played a part. So my second year of first grade, I was seeing all my friends going on, moving up to second grade. It kind of knocked me down, but I wanted to figure out a way to help myself, so I got glasses. I started reading a little bit better, and then they found out that I just needed extra time on my papers and my testing. And then to help my speech impediment, they just put me in, I don't know what it's really called, it's like a counselor. So she worked with me during recess after school and had me read 24-7 and picked up home to make sure I was reading to help my speech impediment and help me focus and concentrate on reading and understand what the words really meant. So you were held back in first grade. That that must have just been so deflating for you as a young kid. You probably didn't really understand why, and you watched all your friends go off to the next grade. Yeah, I was I was really upset. I really I tried everything to convince them to let me move forward but they said I just I was not ready like I could tell now that I wasn't ready because if it wasn't for them holding me back I wouldn't be in LeBron James Foundation and I definitely would not be in the college and honors classes I am I am in right now because it gave me extra time to help understand my learning technique just at like six years old so yeah, because you, you were class of 2020 to start with, and yeah. class of 2021, that was the first LeBron James Family Foundation I Promise class. So, you know, when you when you joined the program, 
you know, talk about some of, you know, what did you get out of that in your early years? How did that help you get on track? So I got the paper towards the end of second grade and I got accepted at the beginning of third grade. So starting towards, because they were still trying to work out the nooks and crannies. So at the end of third grade, fourth grade, they started summer school, which I feel like what has really helped me with school. If it wasn't for summer school, I probably would have failed. Honestly, I could have I could have saw myself. I was just talking about my grandma, talking to my grandma about this. I we saw myself dropping out in ninth grade because I did not want to go to school. My teachers had to find initiatives to help me go to school. I just school is not my thing, but it's still not my thing. But I'm still working for it. But the the summer schools is what really helped me because they worked. Each student got to work on what they were. I don't want to say terrible at, but needed most work on. So obviously I need math and reading. So they helped me with my reading. I got better at my reading and they would like give us mock testing. So in third, fourth grade, you would have to read a sentence or a story to the teacher. And that's what they did with us. And then they gave us mock math tests, which really helped. So I felt like them giving us practice tests is what helped the most. Yeah. So if you're a student in the foundation and you're maybe maybe your grades are slipping or your attendance is slipping, what happens? How many how many phone calls and emails do you get from somebody at the foundation? I know some of them have like when I was younger, before Tiger was with us, my grandma was getting calls from like number one. And stuff, and they're like, hey, we see Cheyenne's not really wanting going to school. What's going on? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> but they would call us, and they would write letters. So what they started doing, which I think is really cool, uh, I was, like, in fourth grade. They sent out a letter and had it signed by LeBron and be like, hey, you're doing a great job. You're doing awesome. And be like, I'm proud of you. Remember your I promise. Like, I promise to go to school, and then it would be signed LeBron James. So I feel like that that's initiative that really helped me go because I'm like, oh, LeBron knows I'm going to school. I have to go to school now. So. Yeah, for sure. That would be really motivating. Yeah. Um, you know, and talk about, too, you know, you, you've, you've formed really strong bonds with people in the foundation and in your class. Um, you know, you talked about living with your grandparents and, um, you know, the, the extra support that it has, that it has meant to you. Um, can, can you talk about, you know, how how that has benefited you along the way? So I live with my grandparents. I've always have. I'm the first one to graduate out of my entire family, go like graduate high school and go to college. They have always told me like, hey, you have to go to college if you don't want to end up like us. Like my mom, she has no high school knowledge. She dropped out at seven and ninth, no, 12th grade. <laughs> And she has a mindset of an eighth grader. So I did not want to end up like my mom. My parents didn't want me to end up like my mom. So they're like, you got to go to college. You got to be better than everybody in our family. And then with Tyga and Sherilyn at Kent State, they constantly text us like, hey, like you're graduating soon. Hey, like make sure you're keeping up your good work. And they they motivate us. Like they were just telling me how many um, service hours I have and that that was exciting. I have a lot of of those. <laughs> so, how many service hours do you have? Over four hundred. Four hundred. My goodness. So, and how do you do that too? Because you work part time in a nursing home, right? 
Yeah. Ninth grade year. I've always been working since ninth grade. Somehow, someway, I still made it possible to do service hours. I don't know how. So <laughs> I was in ROTC from ninth grade to 11th, and we do a bunch of community hours. And then with LeBron, we would, like, clean up the info decision, or we would go clean up a park or go volunteer and help the I Promise students. I'm also a 3 0 ambassador. So... Like, we just went to Nashville last week, and we went to Martha O'Brien's, which they're literally just a Nashville LeBron James Foundation. That's how I see it. They have their own tag, they have their own boss, like, they have everybody. And they just had a tornado and a bombing down there, so a lot of families lost a lot of stuff, which I feel terrible about. And their little school area, they have four classrooms full of donations that the family and communities have given so we put it outside so families can kind of, like, feel like they're shopping and they're picking out their own merchandise and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. So that's a thing that we just did. And then throughout the whole school year, the 3 girl ambassadors were help tutoring the kids who live at the I Promise Village who were literally just like me who are struggling in school. Yeah, what's it like now? You were a third grader just like them, and now you're graduating and you look get the chance to look back and see – other third graders joining the program, you know, what do you tell them about what they have to look forward to in the next decade? When I first joined, people were like, oh, you're joining because you're stupid. Like, you don't understand anything. I tell them, like, don't let that discourage you because I was their age at one time. Kids are just rude and they're just mean sometimes. So don't let them discourage you because the foundation, they will help you. They will get you to a point in life. Like I was failing in third grade. I didn't want to graduate. I didn't want to do anything. And now with the foundation, I'm, I got a free ride to college, which is awesome. And then they're helping me live first year, uh, first year on campus. They're making sure I'm going towards my career goals. Yeah. So in Tony, uh, who goes by Tyga with the kids in the foundation, which I love, um, you're kind of going to college with them. I understand. So talk about, you know, it's been a a process over the last few years to work with Kent and UA on what will happen with these kids when they when they get to Kent and UA, because both those schools have offered a a full ride for students who have, you know, met these certain benchmarks of service and grade point average. Um, But they're not just getting dropped off and you'll never see them again. Um, So talk about, you know, what that process was like and you know, what uh, what you'll be doing there and what they can expect when they get to college. Yes, um, both universities were so amazing to work with. I think that when we talk to them, we're very protective. And these are massive institutions who've been doing this for years. And they are the experts in their fields, but we are the expert with our kids. So we were always, like, just making sure that we're very intentional with how do we get these students on campus? What does their college experience look like? And really working to develop what does that support services look like? And I'm very thankful that we were able to have such deep conversations with both universities and our students were on campus um, for for uh, flashpacked and they went on campus for their 11th grade experience outing. So they've had the opportunity to interact with this, um, with the staff and the Kent State community and they've had opportunities through family fees 
to engage with the University of Akron community. So after we've had those um, moments where they've got to meet our students and our students have gotten to meet their staff, we're able to come back and talk about now that you've met these families, now that you've met these students, um, talk about what does that support look like and really leaning into making sure that they're understanding the application process, the FAFSA process, understanding how do you apply for housing, and then once they're on campus, taking it a step further and being intentional that there's built-in um, times where those students will be reached out. They'll have outreach from um, point persons on both universities' campus so that if they are lost and maybe they have a question about a class and they don't feel comfortable going to that teacher, they have someone on campus that they can lean on. Then they also have representation from the foundation where they can also lean on us as well. So really um, being intentional with what does their college experience look like from where they're staying on campus to what does their meal plan look like, what does their um, class schedule look like, are there... Are there opportunities for us to um, connect with the families and the parents and really bringing everyone along on that journey? We're really trying to be intentional with make sure that students know that Kent State University and the University of Akron, they believe in them just as much as the foundation does, but also being there um, in the background as we do best to say that, you know, if you ever feel lost on campus, you always know that. You can pick up the phone and call one of us at, at the foundation and we'll get you back on track and um, really just being there as that support for them and knowing and letting them know that um, each year that they're on campus. What, what strikes me listening to this conversation is, you know, and, and I remember one of my, my bids at Beacon 20 years, but covering the foundation, really the very beginning, is, is, you know, on the outside a little bit as reporters is, you know, that, that thought of we are family, right? And, and, it, and, it, and to be honest with you, even as a reporter, and we're not cynical, I don't want to fall in that stereotype, a little cynical, you know, when you're, you know, but, but watching the foundation over the years that, that really, that there's a method to the madness and, and, and that's a secret sauce. I mean, it wasn't just about getting Cheyenne to graduation, it, it's to make Cheyenne a different person, right? And Cheyenne, I guess I kind of, it's, it's easy to look back now, you know, you said, well, the second grader, you got that letter. It was like, it was like the golden ticket, really, in, in some ways. But I'm just kind of curious, you know, you, you think about all your experiences. It, it wasn't just about getting you to graduation, right? I mean, it, it was also about getting you to be a nurse, maybe, or, or just, and to give back, right? Yeah, so my experience so we have the saying, we are family. So just because they're helping you graduate, getting you to a point in life, they make sure you understand that their families will always be there. They'll always be there to help you, get you through everything. And that their goal isn't just to get kids to graduate. It's to form a bond, to understand what the kids are struggling with and what they need help on to get through life. And, and just as you did with those new students, right? Talking to them about your own experiences. So, yeah. Shan, I am humbled that you joined us today. Congratulations on your graduation. And I look forward, and we look forward. Jennifer, I will check into you once you complete your studies at Kent State. And Jennifer and Tony, I thank you, too. Yeah, thank you guys both so much for being here. It's really nice to hear from you. And congrats on graduation. Thank you. That's all the time we have today for the Now You Know Akron podcast. We'd like to thank producer B.J. Liska, 
who works behind the scenes to make this podcast possible. And thank you for listening. Be sure to join us again next week. Episodes will be released every Wednesday wherever you download your favorite podcasts and also available at beaconjournal.com and our various apps. We urge you to support local journalism by becoming a subscriber. If you've already signed up, we thank you. Until next week, now you know Akron.